This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Welcome to the Oakshade Podcast with me, Dan the Fitness Man, your host, Welcome to season five. Here we go. This podcast is brought to you by discipline, delayed gratification, and being accountable to yourself. This podcast is about finding the high road, working hard every day, creating the best possible version of yourself. Our values are faith, family, fitness, finances, elk hunting, and career. Our guiding principles are authenticity, transparency, and out hustling the competition. Our podcast is brought to you by Buck Knives, Onyx Hunt, Vortex Optics, Wilderness Athlete, Black Rifle Coffee Company, Crispy USA, Matthews Archery, Kufaru International, and BlackOvis.com. Well, hello. Welcome to Elkshade Podcast with me, Dan, the fitness man. Hope you guys are doing really well. Today's a fun yet interesting podcast. I really want to know what you guys think about it, but I had a guy named Tyler reach out and he he sent me an email basically asking for a lot of advice on setting up his own business, specifically in the fitness space, which uh, is something I, I felt comfortable doing. And I thought maybe based on the vibe we put out here that you guys might dig some entrepreneurial stuff. And I don't know if this pertains to you, if you're thinking about activating a side hustle or turning your side hustle into something more than it is now. But I think we all can agree that it would be really cool to print money when you're hunting and be able to have some things automated and whatever that looks like for you. So this is a business cons- consultation that I'm going to do with Tyler. He wants to open a gym and I'm going to kind of give him some best practices and break down a few ideas for him. Let me know what you think about this episode. Tyler's a solid dude, and uh, I wish him the best, and we'll do a check-in with him down the road to see how he's doing. Without further ado, this is Tyler, and we're doing a business consult. Here we go. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Oakshade Podcast. I got Tyler on the other line. 
we've uh, we've actually never met before, but uh, homeboy hit me up and said, "Dude, I got questions on how to start my own gym," and I was like, "Well, I think our audience is into entrepreneurship and and working for yourself and and creating businesses. Maybe we can kind of." kill two birds, one stone, get to know you, hit record, have an authentic conversation about entrepreneurship, specifically gym business. Um, Tyler, are you on the other line there? Yeah, yeah, I'm here. What's up, Tyler? How are you? Oh, man, I'm good. I'm doing really good, man. Just got done actually working out a little bit earlier with my son's side, so feeling good. Blood's flowing. How about you? Good, man. Um, been a crazy day. Kids got late start, got meetings, running errands, got more, I mean, every day, man, it's awesome. It's a grind. Excited to talk to you about some of the questions you emailed me. And, and man, I'll be honest, like, I don't know, my podcast seems to be like a mix of let's talk about how to kill elk on public land to let's talk about how to start a business or let's do a live fitness consultation. So today we're going to do a business consultation with you. Okay. Uh, awesome. <laughs> give us the background on you, man. How old are you? Where do you live and what are you up to? Okay. Okay. Um, 29 years old. Um, birthday's in November, so I just turned 29. Um, high school through college, was a college athlete, high school um, athlete as well. Football, basketball, track. Um, we did well in all sports pretty much been an athlete my whole life started hunting at a young age um and then got serious about hunting when I was like 24 25 um been fit the whole time just been in the fitness scene the whole time um got I played college basketball that's what I did um got out of that and then I started training jujitsu in I think like 2018 um so just been into that hunting and the fitness thing. Um, I've been a bondsman for 10 years now, 11 years now. Um, did a little bounty hunting in my day, but worked for my dad. So I know about the entrepreneurship and the grind, you know what I mean? Like I seen him start basically a 20 year business, like out of the trunk of his car, um, basically doing bonds. So I've pretty much seen it all, man. I've got millionaire or, got friends that are very well off, you know, millionaires and been homeless myself. So I'm all over the place. Um, got a wife and kids, two sons. So just really trying to put it together as far as like the future. Cause with watching my dad, like in the entrepreneurship, it's like, it's a slippery slope of, you know, spending enough time with your kids and having a, having a successful business and, um, actually doing something you love and want to do versus something you kind of have to do. You know what I'm saying? So I'm trying to make that change between my dad and me, um, and my sons and show them a different kind of a different path. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, that's pretty much kind of the long of the short <laughs> or the short of the long. Yeah. Tyler, I dig that man. Um, bondsman, like bounty hunter, like legit would not want to, you on my ass. Uh, we did a quick video. You look like a beast. Played basketball, very athletic. Um, do people even run from you, or do they just like look at you and go, "Okay, 
I'm usually, if it's me in the point, um, they usually run for me because I'm a little smaller, but they find out that was a bad decision quite quickly. But I don't do it too much anymore because, like I said, I started hunting. So once I got into that, man, that was like, once I started bow hunting, I was like, oh, yeah, I'd much rather do this than bounty hunt. (laughs) You know, it's a lot more uh, fulfilling at the end. And, you know, it's something that I can pass down to my sons and whatnot. So it is. Where do you live? Uh, I'm in West Michigan, born and raised. So do you hunt primarily just in your home state, Whitetail? No, actually. Um, I do hunt Whitetail. Last year was rough, but love Whitetail hunting. Hunt it every year. Um, but I think it's been, let me see here. Holy cow. I want to say my first elk trip was 2020, I believe. I'm trying to think. It was either 2019 or 2020 with uh, AJ Dubay. Um, went out to Montana, um, public land elk hunt and, um, which was great. I was after black bear. He was after elk. Um, he ended up actually getting the elk after I left, which was awesome. Hunted hard with him, had a great time. And then went out to Colorado last season for elk. Um, didn't get one, but had a great time, learned a bunch. So good. So you basically have one year of elk hunting under your belt, but two out West trips. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Yep. And I, I've been out West on another hunt. Just like I said, didn't have a tag in my pocket. So. Okay. What's the game plan for 2022? Um, either Montana again with AJ or just a solo. I might go. So, you know, um, the young kid, public land, Dan, that's always with Snyder. Uh, I don't. Um, well, he's, he's kind of, he's blowing up now, but. I went to Colorado with him and we bow hunted for elk and that was awesome. So we might hunt again together. Or like I said, I might go back to Montana for um, a hunt with AJ. I don't know yet, but I'm going to be elk hunting somewhere. That's what I do know. (laughs) That's all you really need to know. All right, man. Well, let's get into the, well, wait a second. Did you say you were homeless at one point? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. For a little bit. Yeah. Let's hear that. Um, I mean, it was just a situation where we were so we were basically sick of renting houses. So we knew we were going to buy, we were supposed to buy for my grandpa. Um, that kind of fell through at the last minute. <laughs> he kind of pulled the rug out from underneath us. And then, yeah, man, we were homeless for probably like a month. And then we found the house we're in now and got in. And then there was more struggles after that. Cause we, um, basically renovated the house down to the studs <laughs> while my wife was pregnant. So that was interesting. And, got through that and then yeah man it's just been trying to pay down debt and figure out you know like the path in life we want to take and my wife is really the brains of the family she's like multiple degrees you know what I mean really successful career and stuff and um yeah so we're just trying to glue everything together with a one path kind of approach for the future you know what I'm saying yeah so you're talking to a guy who uh, is like you loves elk hunting. Probably one of the highest priorities in my life is going elk hunting. Um, people have heard me say this. This is not in jest. I've quit elk job. I've quit jobs to go elk hunting uh, in my twenties, and that's like I can give people references if they don't believe it. Like I can literally walked away from good jobs to go elk hunting and passionate about fitness. But more importantly than anything, I'm passionate about helping people. I love that. 
I love seeing other people successful. I want to see you successful. You have that, uh, you got bit by the entrepreneurial bug and you were talking about moving into the fitness space. Tell me your ideas. What are you thinking about doing? So I'm in like a, I'm at a crossroads, right? Cause jujitsu is going well. Um, I finished like pretty well, like in the rankings for white belt, quote unquote, for jujitsu in my state. So I kind of wanted to start taking that more serious, but I also have a bunch of knowledge and like, this is year seven, just like you, you've been doing the fitness thing for a while. This is year 17 for me, like consistently lifting in shape, you know, like doing the whole fitness, keeping your body, you know, the temple. Um, so my idea was really to um, build out like a garage type of gym, start small, really train people I know, athletes that want to take either their jujitsu or MMA career more serious or old friends that want to get in shape. Um, because like I said, man, we were, so all my friends from high school that I kind of played sports with, I mean, we were real successful uh, in what we did at like state levels and kids went on to national um, college and professional. So like I'm around a bunch of good athletes and a bunch of good knowledge. So I'm like, I feel like if I started a gym because we wanted to build out a gym at the house anyway for like me and my wife and the kids. But I was like, I got to thinking about it and it's like, maybe this could be some type of place where I could get people together. And again, just help people. You know what I mean? I'm into the same thing. I love helping people. I want to see, you know, everyone that I used to be around, not used, not everyone, but just, I want to help people be stronger mentally. Um, and, and just harder people, you know what I'm saying? Like, I hate looking around and like people are so soft and so swayed by things and so not mentally stable and enable, you know what I mean? When they are, they just don't realize it. And like a lot of people pay attention to my neighborhood because I live in a city, you know what I'm saying? Like I don't live. So I got a bunch of neighbors, like I'm in the city um, and people pay attention to like the group type movements me and my family do already. And I mean, I've had numerous people sign up at gyms just from watching me and my family go. Um, and so like, we're already in like a leadership type of, I would say role as far as like setting the example and living what you're talking and actually doing research on what's the best, um, you know, what's the best knowledge out as far as like staying in shape and recovery. Like I just found out dude, after, Dude, I've been ice in my body for 25 years and I forgot who brought it out, but there's new uh, studies that say ice actually delays the recovery process and that movement makes it recover faster. I can't tell you how many times I've sat for hours on end in ice trying to heal things and it makes complete sense, you know, but those are the type of things like if you don't research and know that type of stuff. I like, you can't apply it. You know what I mean? Well, let's dig in. Um, side note, I still believe in icing and ice baths hundred percent. And for every study, for every study that you guys can come up with that shows me that it delays recovery, I can give you a peer reviewed double blind placebo research article showing that it does. So, you know, it's just one of those things, but 
anyways, let's get into what space do you have? I love the ice baths too. I will say that. What space do you have available at your house? So we're thinking about converting the garage. Um, So it's like we're looking at probably like a 15 to 17 wide space by like out to 30 or 40. Okay. So do you have like a double, a double garage? That's a weird. So right now I have a single, but we have the money to basically build out the garage how we want. We're, we're, that's like the plan. Um, so I'm basically trying to expand the garage, um, and heighten it. And there's a caveat, my mom and dad own a construction company, so I can kind of make this happen. Good. So potentially 600 square feet ish. Yep. Yep. Okay. So not a ton of space, but perfect to start out. You know, there's some things that you could do by the book as far as getting an actual domain coming up with your name. If you haven't already getting an LLC or some sort of sole prop in your state so that you're legit, um, getting some personal trainer insurance, not sure about zoning. If you're allowed to have a small business like that out of your garage. Um, I know that my house and my shop's not zoned. I can't open anything at my place for business. And, and that's not why I built my home gym, but, but if I was to, I'd probably do things the right way. Um, or plan on doing things the right way real soon. So do you got your expenses of a build out? Obviously family can help you do that, but create this space and then you got to like outfit it with, you know, you have some startup costs as far as, all right, well, we need to invest in some really good rubber flooring, um, or put a little bit of turf in there. I mean, you have to be really intelligent with your layout so that you're modular so that you can move things around and get multiple bodies moving inside your garage gym. And honestly, this is all temporary. Like this, this, this garage gym, I would assume is just going to be your, you know, your starting point and that eventually you're going to be, get a clientele list, get the word of mouth out, start getting people real results and create a demand for yourself to where when you do rent or lease your first location, that you're walking in there with a clientele list of 30 athletes where you're going to meet your nut. You're going to be able to meet your nut, your monthly nut, every month from day one. That's what I did. I moved back to Spokane, and I was ready to open my own CrossFit gym, and I had the money saved up. I was ready to go, but I went and got a personal trainer job for one year and crushed it, just got so many clients on a list. And then when I opened my doors, I got to sit down with every client and say, hey, I can either pass you along to some trainer here at this box gym, or you can come with me and we'll have more of a space dedicated to what your training you like to do. We're opening next month. Let me know if you want to come. And I bet I had a 75% conversion rate. Damn. That's what you want to do is you want to have a list of clientele. So this is going to be your like your starting point. You're going to catapult from here. So we need to figure out how much money do you want to invest in your garage as far as the build out, the flooring, right. what pieces of equipment, and then how can you make it modular so that you can move things around. And we want you to still work as a bondsman. 
you're going to serve two masters until you get to the point where you get to serve one master, which is what you're chasing, your passion. Um, so what do you want to allocate dollars-wise to invest in yourself for your startup? That's what um, I'm trying to keep it down, but like that's what I was wondering. Like, What do you think uh, – You know, I mean just throw out a number of what you think a professional um, – gym startup like that not not the building cost but just like the the uh, actual equipment the flooring because i was thinking like i mean up to 25k i mean i thought that was okay for a garage gym you know i mean that sounds really high to me honestly let's swing a hammer and help your parents or whoever let's do the build out with sweat equity as much as possible and just pay for the cost of materials that would be ideal. From there, you, you know, figure out how long is that going to take you. Work, hustle, kill that that job, and then order your equipment because of supply chain issues this time this time in our life. Go ahead and pull the trigger. Get your rubber flooring. Okay. No, I don't like horse horse stall mats. I get us something professional. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah greatmats.com I believe is where I ordered my stuff from and I ordered three I ordered eight millimeter thick rubber that's not thick enough get get the thickest rubber you can get it in strips get it in there nice and tight and then figure out if you can get a little strip of turf in there whatever for I mean I don't know how much room you'll have for change of direction agility or sled dragging sled pushing but it'd be cool to to figure that out get some sled equipment so that people can see people suffering outside your house in your neighborhood that's attention grabbers yeah no so that's what a big part of this is for me like the group movement because i like i said that's kind of like what the neighborhood kind of feeds off of now not like i'm trying they're just watching and asking questions at this point you know what i mean they see me and my buddies like go hike with weight or whatever you know what i'm saying like just train and they're like, hey, what's going on? What's it? You know what I mean? So you're 100% right about the uh, group movement having effect on the neighborhood. So I think you want to set yourself up to be doing some private training. And then I think you want to put your schedule out to where you have a couple of group classes a week. And you may they may start out as a one-on-one. And then it's one-on-two, one-on-three, one-on-five. Starting what's out, your highest number you go up to? Well, it depends on your space. Okay, okay, okay. You know, that makes sense. I like on a should... personal level though, like if you were like if you were like, you know, if you were in my shoes, what would even if I had like a a little bit bigger space, I feel like obviously less people is more personal, right? You want to be able to do both. You want to service both styles and accommodate people that there are people that just don't like group training. They want the one-on-one attention and they're going to have to be willing to pay for that. Because yeah, that's where, what is your, how do you come across your price point is a huge question that I have for you. Like besides like your demand for yourself, like how did you get the percentage of like, this is most affordable could have the effect versus like, you know, you might want to train like a little bit higher class of a person as far as like their athleticism. You know what I'm saying? I would say the first thing is, is, you're going to want to probably get some sort of actual certification if you don't have one already. Yeah. 
And I'll be honest, I don't have any more certifications. I have had every certification, including CSCS, which is requires a four-year degree to take, and every strength coach has that. I've, I've let that elapse. I've had just about every CrossFit cert, and then every before CrossFit, every personal training cert. And here's what I can tell you. People don't care how much you know. They want to know how much you care. So I'm not saying to get a personal training cert so that you're a better trainer. I'm saying just so, you know. Yeah, yeah, the legit reasons. Just maybe get a certification and you'll have to do your due diligence on that. But I don't think that's like the cornerstone to your business. It's not your education. And obviously continued education is very important and learning and you're very eager to. But with that being said, and you not having experience or the education yet, you you, you probably don't want to charge high, high-end prices to start out with, but you don't want to undervalue your time and energy, and you don't want to overlook coaching people down the road digitally, being an online trainer as well, and having that service available because you can onboard clients properly online, give them their workflows, and check in with them, but you have to be a very good communicator to be an online coach. Because you're not going to be doing phone calls and, and Zoom calls with them very often. You're going to be giving them the work. You're going to be giving them the nutrition. You're going to be checking in. And then you're going to be just monitoring them. So don't overlook online training as a revenue stream down the road. But if I was you, in your instance, I would start the build out ASAP. I would pay cash only for equipment. Start with the bare bones and grow as you grow. You don't need to write a $25,000 check to Rogue or Rep Fitness and buy all this gear. Let's start out with bare bones. I remember my first gym. I had like one rower, one pull-up bar, a men's barbell, a women's barbell, a pair. I mean, you just grow and grow and grow. And by the time I sold my gym, I had over $100,000 in equipment that I've bought over the year. Purchased paid sales tax on, paid excise tax on. So let's talk about tax because you are talking about being a business owner. People that have never owned their own business don't understand how much small business people pay in tax. Oh, it's um, horrible. <laughs> it's horrible. I, I couldn't believe I had to pay an excise tax on top of sales tax on stuff I needed for my business. But every state's different. Um, the best way to structure your business down the road is to probably be an LLC, set it up as an S corp. That way you can draw a salary. But for now, you're going to be probably a sole prop, sole proprietor. Just plan on getting an accountant early on once you start seeing some success or talk to your wife about having her run your books and do it legit. Baku e-bikes. These guys provide awesome e-bikes for the mountains. I use them out west, specifically logging roads. They have more torque than any other e-bike competitor. They're built for hunters by hunters. They're an awesome brand to work with out of Salt Lake City. Check them out at Baku.com. BlackOvis.com is where I buy all my hunting gear. I have a discount code that I use myself. It is elk shape. It takes 10% off. Their shipping is fast and free. Their selection is vast and deep. Go to blackovis.com. Check out their full lineup of clothing, footwear, optics, archery, arrows, camping, and all the brands. Spy Point Trail Cameras, the world's number one cellular trail camera brand. Extremely affordable. My favorite is the Link Micro LTE, the smallest Best value camera, dependable, reliable. Go to spypoint.com and check out all their options when it comes to trail cameras and accessories. 
Kafaru International, my good homeboy, Aaron Snyder and Frank the Tank. These guys are American made, 100%. I typically use the Hoodlum, the 22 Mag or the Striker XL in the backcountry. The frame is second to none. Head over to Kufaru International. Be sure to check out their packs, their frames, tents, shelters, sleeping systems, stoves, lots of accessories, as well as closeouts. You won't be disappointed. Matthews Archery. Introducing the all-new V3X. You have a 29 and 33 option. These guys are out of Sparta, Wisconsin. Head over to MatthewsInc.com. Click the bow builder and start customizing your next awesome bow hunting rig. Crispy USA. Head over to crispyus.com, peruse the vast selection of awesome boots from mountaineering, backpacking, and of course, my favorite, the Colorado GTX for elk hunting. There are also some good options for everyday wear, like my daily driver, the Ativa Mid GTX. And then if you're into stocking like I am, look no further than the Laponia GTX. Check out the core boot lineup. Everything starts from the ground up on your next adventure. Choose wisely. Be sure to check out crispyus.com. Because yeah, I got my, my, uh, actually my cut, like my first cousin, Jeremy, he's basically, um, on board with all of it. He's my accountant. So he's good. Very high, high level. So yeah. So definitely dot your I's and cross your T's. So you're not in any trouble. Look at the options and then do the build out and maybe trickle in equipment as you grow. Start out with the fundamentals. I don't know the style of training you're going to be doing, but you do. So pick out the pieces that make the most sense and that the most people can use. Get a mix of clientele that are private, group. Tap into the youth market, the youth training market, the kids with that are playing multiple sports and want an advantage. There's a, there's a niche for that. Get, get the adults. Brilliant. That's brilliant. Remember, those kids are at school all day. And so on the days you're not a bondsman, you want to be training adults too, you know, Yeah. on their lunch break, before work, after work. I mean, you're going to have to punch a clock. So if I were to give you any advice, I would say, go get certified, go to the closest gym to your house, get hired. Don't tell them your plans down the road. It's none of their business and let them take their big cut out of your hourly pay uh, and start building your clientele list. Meanwhile, you're at home swinging a hammer, buying gym equipment, getting everything set up. You could even start training a few people at home. Don't leave yet and just build that list up and then do the Dan conversation with each one of them when you're ready. Hey, I'm going to start training out of my own home. It makes more sense. I've been making these plans for months. I've been building it. Check out these pictures on my phone. Here's my garage gym. I built this. I got this, this, this. Would love for you to train at my house. Uh, I eventually plan to open my own space. If you want to jump in, um, the first 25 athletes that that convert over to my garage gym are going to get this special rate, whatever, you know, pre-sell it, however you want to do it and go from there. I I would do that, honestly, because then, I mean, you're going to make the gym that you're working for some money, but you're also kind of moonlighting and building your own clientele list with there's nothing wrong with that. And then you can open your doors in your garage gym. And you know what? You might even get so many clients as a personal trainer that you might be able to like, you know what? Let's skip the garage. I'll just train in there myself. I'm ready to open up my own training studio. I'm ready to lease an actual commercial building 
and then I'll have you call me back and we'll start talking about how to create systems, how to negotiate a lease, what does triple net mean, all that kind of business stuff. How do I build a good website? How do I build a click funnel? All that kind of stuff. Well, look, I mean, I think we'll be talking in the future then because, yeah, man, this is like I belong to two gyms already. Like my wife is certified in teaching in one. So she's just waiting on my ass to get this plan in order and then, yeah, just kill it. Um, All right. Well, give us, give us some five action steps that you're going to take away from this podcast. And then we'll just meet up down the road for another check-in. People will dig this because even if we're not talking about fitness and personal training, we're talking about how to start setting up your own entity to work for yourself, which lends itself to Tyler is in charge of his schedule. Tyler has autonomy. Tyler can take two weeks, three weeks, four weeks off to go hunting, weeks to go off camping. Tyler can create more Tylers to still run the business when the real Tyler's out elk hunting. And then you're not like not making, you're making money while you're hunting. And all this stuff's exciting to me because to me, Life is so short. Do what you love. Don't chase money. Chase your passion. The money will chase you, and you can lead the life you've always wanted to. Amen to that. I hear that's that's what I'm trying to do now, and that's like a reality I need to make, you know, seen to my – visible, I should say, to my boys because that's – I mean, when you start letting the idea of money go and start focusing on, you know, morals, principles, and your passion, that's your, your – exactly right i mean life can be way different you know you can be looking at the world a lot different um just by doing that alone well give me your five action steps just based on 28 minutes of talking to me um the first one which i was going to do is get the um certification um get the llc and then that's two um i'm actually gonna start getting a list together um just based off of like my uh, peer group. Um, so just start getting a hard list and then four, start getting a list of equipment for the actual build out and then five, get the blueprint done for the actual garage, uh, enhancement build out. You know what I mean? Like the actual construction side of it done in the next 60 days. You know what I mean? Okay. Well, let me, let me break down those five that you mentioned and uh, and then we'll call it a podcast, and then I want you to check in with me in about a month or two. We'll get you back on here. Um, so certified, find two to three different certifications, vet them, figure out are they just cheesy or actually going to get something out of them. On the LLC thing, it's not a must. It's a should. You can definitely just do a sole prop, but get, you know, get yourself – a business license within your state and by the domain of whatever your name is. If you don't have a name yet, maybe you'll buy a few different domains. They're cheap to figure out what you want. And then um, once you have your domain, you can kind of start looking at at least creating a landing page of some sorts, some sort of lead funnel where you have a presence and go from there on your client list. Absolutely. Set up a spreadsheet, get their full contact information, mobile. So you can do SMS emails. So you can let them know things like that. And along those lines, make sure you have um, a Facebook, Instagram page that are separate from your personal with your business name. Once you get it 
and start making content around that. And just remember, the more money you want to make, you just need to help more people. That'll never, that's like the absolute truth. So just come at it at an angle of, I want to help people and that'll be good. Now on equipment, be modest, figure out what is a must, what is a should, and only invest in the must. Uh, I I like Rep Fitness. I work with Rep Fitness, not like um not like a sponsorship deal, but like that's who I bought all my stuff from. They're cheaper than Rogue, and they're they don't charge freight and shipping, which is really affordable. Yeah, it is. And then the blueprint, yeah, get the design, get the flow, and then you know. Maybe talk to some of your neighbors, let them know what you're thinking. And along those lines, do your due diligence on zoning. And even if like the last thing you want is a cease and desist piece of paper on your doorstep because you're operating a business out of your home that you're not allowed to. And that would suck for everybody. My my vision for you is to grow so fast that you you really almost skip the step of of running it out of your house. Uh, unless it's really black and white legal and just going and get that personal trainer job and building your client list, even if it takes three months, six months, a year, if you're good with people like you told me, you'll have no problem getting clients because there's a there's a need for people in this day and age to take care of themselves. Yeah, no, the people already asked me, so <laughs> I should just probably start doing it for money now <laughs> instead of just for free. And let's circle back to, um, you asked me about what to charge. Um, yeah. You know, or just how you, how you, what's your thought process on like the formula on how to get that amount? You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think training somebody one-on-one needs to be the highest you charge. You know, maybe that's $50 a session. Maybe that's a hundred dollars a session, you know, it's certainly not 20 bucks a session for one-on-one. Your time is worth more than that. Uh, if I were to train people currently right now out of my garage gym, I, I probably wouldn't even do one-on-ones. I would avoid them like the plague. But that's just me speaking because I've done them so much in my life. It just, doesn't make sense. I could touch more people in a group format. Uh, I used to have classes upwards of 20-plus people, and I would do the only coach in that class. Um, and then as we grew, I started bringing on more coaches so that we'd have two or three coaches for a group size that big. You're not going to have that problem in a garage gym, but I think you can get people to create cohorts based on the fact that, Hey, Tyler, I want you and two of your buddies. If you guys all three train with me at the same time, instead of charging you $50 each a session, I'm going to drop that down to 25 each. So now you're making $75 a session versus 50 and you're training three people and they might work harder because there's three of them. Uh, be careful into the, the soccer mom trap where you get three soccer moms and they just want to talk to each other and have that, you know, you, you'll have to really manage your hour there. Um, but soccer moms are awesome. Working professionals are awesome. Youth training's awesome. You know, getting everybody to come in on Saturday mornings to do one big group, even your private training people. Yeah. I got a question about that. Um, when you were, when you were like, say you were building your classes versus, um, when you're building a group movement class, like say you wanted to have like one group movement class a day 
or something or whatever. How did you schedule these people? Like, did you just open up a time and say, Hey, we're doing group movement. Let's say at like 6 PM. Or did you just schedule like four people individually, like out of your own conscience and say, okay, I'm putting these four or five people together to work out at like 6 PM in this other group that I know might work well together at seven. You know what I'm saying? Like, how did you go about getting the group movement scheduled together? Um, did you just open up a time or did you actually just pair these people? So when I ran group training classes, it was CrossFit. And as people know or don't know, I could take a group that had grandma, soccer mom, dad bod, and Navy SEALs all in the same class. I could write up the workout and I could put it, you know, I could have every person doing a different rendition of that workout based on where their fitness level was at and what their needs were. So the workouts diff did not differ by kind. They differed by degree and that's definitely CrossFit methodology. And I still like that concept of there's, we don't pair people based on, you know, their goal. We bring people in and then we meet them where they're at and we write them each a different prescription based on what they need, but they're all doing the similar workout. It would be cool if you had like group training for athletes that are like 13 to 18 or 13 to 17, that's going to be fine. And remember, a 13-year-old's physically way different than a 17-year-old. You'll just have to scale it to suit their needs. But they all need to become better athletes. They all need to decrease their injury potential. They all need to know how to eat better. They all need to know how to do mobility and recover. So I think initially you could do some some different categories a little. But ultimately, if you become the trainer that you want to be, you should be able to train any group no matter – how diverse it is at the same time. Okay, I'm going to write that. Now, as far as scheduling, I think initially you might be old school, write it in a book or put it in your phone, but eventually you're going to want to invest in some good software to where it's like an app that these guys download and then that your availability is in the scheduling book and it's all set there and then you get notified when they book. Uh, don't let your clients schedule you you schedule your clients as far as what I mean by that is the last thing you want is to just open your availability up for 14 hours and then you have huge gaps and you're at their mercy. You need to stick up for, for your own personal schedule, avoid burnout and things like that. Amen to that. <laughs> what, so right. like, I got a question for you. What? So, I mean, in my opinion, like I, I've been watching you for a couple years now. I first started, so a little bit of a backstory, I'm good friends with Snyder. So I've known and watched you for a minute. Like, and to me, man, the way you coach, um, I didn't even know Snyder actually told me that you um, owned a gym when I was talking to him about you, like probably a year and a half ago. Um, man, you're a success story in my opinion, man. I, I mean, just from talking to you about your coaching style, the way you actually help people. Like I know I've been around really, really world-class like coaches, really horrible ones. And I can tell like you're one of those good ones. What made you get out of that and, and take the path that you're on now? 
Black Rifle Coffee Company, established in 2014. Veteran-owned, proudly American. They support two-way, they support hunting, and coffee is life if you're just like me. Head over to BlackRifleCoffee.com, click the coffee club, enter the discount code ELKSHAPE, save 15%, and have fresh, new flavors of coffee delivered to your doorstep every month. Wilderness Athlete. I met the founder in 2006. I've been in love with this company ever since. They make a tremendous amount of products, not only for in the field, but during the off season when you're training and they got you covered when it comes to supplementing your nutritional intake. Look no further than the Hydrate Recover, whether you want to get tubs or the packets, energy and focus, meal replacements, daily strength protein, brute force pre-workouts, caffeine free and with stimulant, altitude advantage, joint advantage, omega-3 fish oil, and a bunch more head over to wildernessathlete.com and if you've never bought anything from them before make sure you enter the discount code elkshape30 to save 30 percent off your first purchase vortex optics proud partner since 2010 everything from rifle scopes binoculars range finders vortex wear and backed with their vip warranty unlimited unconditional you break it they'll fix it veteran owned proudly american head over to vortexoptics.com check out their vortex wear fit for everywhere use the discount code elkshape take 20 percent off your scouting everyday wear clothing and thank you vortex for supporting elkshape for over 10 years onyx hunt the number one hunting jeep GPS app, you should join the millions of hunters who trust Onyx, including myself, to find more honey holes, discover new access, and to be confident and know where you stand. Use the discount code ELKSHAPE to save 20% off an elite membership. Get all 50 states, be able to scout from a desktop and your phone. Everything syncs. You can go to 3D mode. Onyx Hunt is the cornerstone to all of my public land hunting success. Check it out at onyxmaps.com. Buck Knives out of Post Falls, Idaho. Buck Knives has a wide variety of blade sharpness, lengths, finish, materials, whether you're serrated, carry systems, handle material, engravable, so many different accessories. Buck Knives has been in the game since 1902. They have a forever warranty and they proudly support Elk Shape. We ask that you check out BuckKnives.com and proudly support American-made knives that help you break down your animal in the backcountry. Numa Outdoors, use the discount code ELKSHAPE20 to save 20% off your clothing. Numa has base layers, headwear, jackets, mid layers, outer pants, shirts, and vests. Check out the Pursuit Pant, the Renegade, Quarter Zip, Pullover, the Palisade, Puffy, the Alpha Vertex Jacket, and the sleek lineup of base layers, Base Haven, Quarter Zip, Pullover, as well as Base Haven Pants. The fitness industry is something that I'm probably never going to leave. I love the fitness. It's a, it's just who I am. But, uh, you know, age tw- – I think I got my first job as a personal trainer when I was literally out of high school. I stocked shelves for Costco, as you would say, for a, like a minute. And I hated it because I had to get up at 2.30 a.m., start stocking, and then I'd get to go to college. And then when I got done with school, I'd go to the gym and work out. And I always loved my time at the gym. And then I, I figured out how to become a trainer, got certified, and quit my job at Costco. And I was actually a very successful personal trainer right out the gates to where I think I was only a personal trainer for maybe a year. And then I became a manager of personal trainers and would teach them what I'm teaching you right now, how to start their business, how to run it, and loved that. Did that for a lot of years and put myself through college and grad school. And then I did my internships for my master's degree, and I really was set on being an NFL strength and conditioning coach, just set on it. 
And then oh, I, this is interesting now. Oh, I can't wait to do this. And then I, I, I really like I was there, man. I had my CSCS. I just finished up my internship at Athletes Performance. I just got done working with the 2005 class uh, NFL guys, all the top draft draft picks. I was really bit by the hunting bug. I just had gotten into elk hunting for the last five years. And I just realized if you want to be a strength and conditioning coach for NFL, you, your ass is on the sidelines every Sunday or Saturday or Friday, depending on what level. And you're in there all fall. You are not hunting elk. And I was like, like you said, like elk hunting changed my life. I'm like, I'm not doing this. I got to figure out a different way. So then I looked into becoming training youth athletes, you know, ages 13 to 17, getting them ready as like a speed coach, a speed strength and conditioning coach. And then I opened up a speed school in Boise and long story short, as I somehow got sucked into CrossFit, fell in love and realized I'm moving back home and I'm opening my own gym and it's going to be called CrossFit Spokane Valley. And I'm going to be doing business as fast track performance. Fast track performance was my speed and agility, you know, for youth athletes I could train them after school, but during the day I'd be running CrossFit. And so I had two flags and I did that for 11 years. And I'll be honest, man, I guess got burnout straight up. I just got burnout on it, needed to do something different. I had started Train to Hunt. I had started Elk Shape. Elk Shape was kind of taken off and I eventually found someone to buy my gym and I was like, well, Alicia, that's my wife. I'm going to try doing Elk Shape full time. I don't think it'll work, but... We got, you know, we made some money here selling the gym. Let's try it for two years. If it doesn't work out, uh, I'll go back to firefighting because I did do a little bit of firefighting. I'll just go be a full-time firefighter and hunt my ass off and probably make a a hunting meme page and just make fun of hunting industry all the time. (laughs) Yeah. Turns out I'm in the hunting industry full-time. I do elk shape full-time. I quit firefighting. I sold the gym. I'm just doing elk shape. I don't know how long I'll do it. Um, I'm going to try to do it because I really like the elk shape camp part of what I do. That's where I make the most impact on people. And you know what, man, the bigger I get, the more haters I get, but the more people that I, that don't hate me, I get as well. And if I don't focus on the haters, I focus on the people that are like really appreciative of our message. It's very rewarding. If someone ain't hating, you ain't doing something right. (laughs) That's what I was always told. That's what they say. (laughs) So but yeah, no, man. man, that is, man, that's a hat, dude. That is, that is awesome to hear because I mean, that's another, just sorry to keep you out here, but another crossroads I was at was kind of going the professional athlete route versus training professional athletes. So to hear that, man, that perspective is just awesome. And that's, it's so, like I say, that's, that's reality, man. Like you got to, it's sacrifice, right? That's what it all comes down to. What are you willing to sacrifice to do what you want to do? So I, I respect you in a high regard for, for putting that down for hunting. Cause I, I mean, I've done the same thing, um, you know, to hunt <laughs> and to do what, what I do now, which is have availability and time to do the things that we, you know, love to do like hunting. So well, that's what much I want respect to you, you on that, man. That is, you, that is, fun. that is awesome. That's really awesome. I want you to have that autonomy. And man, even though I may be like doing elk shape, if elk shape went away, man, nothing would change about me and my passion to go. I am a hunter through and through. Like all I think about, man, besides my family is elk hunting 365, man. That's all like I am addicted to it. I 
people have made fun of me because like I have multiple elk tags in every state. Hey man, you're just killing elk for content. One guy said, that's not, I've been hunting as many states as I can since I started elk hunting. I can't get enough, man. Like I'm a fiend for elk bugles. And if they ever take away hunting away, I'll be out there with a camera all September long filming and taking photos. Like I love being a part of the rut. So elk hunting's awesome, but the bottom line never is take Tyler, it away. We can't, we can't let them take it away. We won't. You got a lot. <laughs> you got a lot of work to do, man. So we need to do a scheduled check-in. Why don't you reach back out in about, let's say, thirty days? That should be enough for you to get the needle moving in the right direction. You'll learn more, and then the law of attraction is what I wanted to end on, Tyler. You're gonna attract who you attract by being you, and. Maybe we don't know what that looks like yet, but you'll start to figure out where you fit in and what the kind of people you attract and then just take a hold of it and change their lives and you'll be rewarded for it. Hey, I believe in that because that's what got me on this call. So <laughs> I truly go. do believe in that stuff, bro. So thank awesome. you. I can't, I can't thank you enough, man. I, I really do appreciate this just so you know. So thank you for uh, taking time to talk to me. I know you're away from the wife and kids and stuff. So I do appreciate your time, man. It's an honor, Tyler. All right, guys, let's root for Tyler. Let's root for you. Life is short. Don't chase a dead-end job. Don't trade your time for money. Don't trade hours for dollars. Find a way to maybe do a side hustle in the name of entrepreneurial spirit, in the name of having more autonomy, in the name of just being able to have control of your life. Appreciate you guys all. Separations in the preparation. We'll catch you on the next one. Cool. I hope you guys dug that. Tyler, best of luck. Get to work. Let us know how it goes. Speaking of business, I got to do some of my own personal business. So I'll make this conversational, but talk about um, hunting gear kind of going forward for 2022. I've kind of mentioned it on previous episodes. I think supply chain issues are going to creep up on us a little bit. And uh, I would encourage you to get your gear for 2022, whatever upgrades you need to do or some new stuff get it in your hands early that way you know you got it and that you can test it out uh, one of my partners is numa gear they make some pretty cool hunting clothing i get a lot of questions on them so just briefly uh renegade short sleeve or long sleeve quarter zip for your top layer throw in the pursuit pant has the knee pad that can come in and come out and i prefer a knee pad when i'm elk hunting i'm always crawling trying to sneak around for a mid layer I would try the Alpha Vertex vest or jacket, um, and then the, the Palisade Puffy is a must. It's packable, so put it in your pack. Uh, I wear a Puffy. Even I wore a Puffy on August 30th last year. It was 20 degrees, so uh, really dig that stuff. Discount code Oakshape20 will take 20% off. Um, on your e-scouting stuff, make sure that you are obviously have a good application that you can take to the field. I use OnX on my phone. Make sure you download all your maps ahead of time, like in, on offline mode. And then obviously inspect what you expect before you go out the door so you're not on the side of the road trying to download maps with a cell phone service only. That sucks. If you don't have an elite membership, there's a lot of perks to it. Uh, it gives you access to all 50 states. And then also you get access to Top Rut, which is, in my opinion, the best draw odds out there. Uh, it's a guy named Steve. I've never met him, but he's like a wizard. And they have the best draw odds so you can really figure out your hunt plan, hunt portfolio. Speaking of which... The Elite Membership also includes access to Hunting Full and their advisors and the digital magazine. And uh, if you've never accessed that, that's like included. So sign up for an Elite Membership if you haven't already. Uh, discount code is Elkshape. It takes 20% off. 
when you're out hunting, people ask me, I got an email today. In fact, what supplements do I take from Wilderness Athlete while I'm actually hunting? So I'll just talk about those real quick. Every day I have Hydrate and Recover, uh, probably a scoop AM, PM. Uh, in, in the afternoon version, I'll usually put energy and focus. I'll mix it together. We call that a Superman. I just throw it in my Nalgene. And then the green infusion, just because I don't eat vegetables while I'm hunting and I need every chance I can get to recover fast, even though my sleep is pretty low in September. Uh, those are the three. Uh, I do stash pack out bars and bites. They're delicious. So they do have some bars that are awesome, very clean ingredients. If you've never bought anything from Wilderness Athlete, load up and use the discount code ElkShape30. It will take 30% off. Uh, I do have the Matthews V3X 33 and 29. I think I'm going to hunt with the 29, quite honestly. The 33, I have it set up for kind of like target setup. So it's only 60-pound mods. I'm shooting an arrow that is not even 400 grains total weight, super little baby veins on the back. And it's just a fun multiple rep type bow. But I'm not going to lug around 33 inches. I'm, I'm not a tall guy. The 29's already proven. I hunted with it all fall. It's the best fitting bow I've ever had. And uh, I might even shoot tack uh, with the 29, I know I've been saying I'm going to compete with, with my archery coach, MFJJ on YouTube, but ultimately tack is for me to like really work on my setup for hunting. So probably take the 29 to be quite honest. Uh, and that thing's at 75 pounds and I have a couple different arrow options, but I'm leaning towards the rip TKOs once again, just because they're bulletproof and because of their GPI on the 300, I think it's 8.8. I can really put a lot of weight up front and get my 15, 16% front of center numbers, which I prefer. Uh, as far as bridge lock, I, I'm still waiting for a couple things and figuring out which site I'm going to run in 2022. It's to be determined. Always be tinkering, right? Vortex Optics. We just did a camp at Vortex Edge. Uh, the 10 by 42 the Razor HDs, those are my go-to. I don't like anything bigger than that. I mean, there's some times where maybe I wish I'd go bigger, but I almost always pack a spotter in country like that. So I use a little Vortex tripod, carbon, super light, hella expensive, but worth it. And then a Razor 65 millimeter. I always get an angled spotter. If you've ever bought a, a regular spotter that's straight, it's just, uh, it's tough to sit in one spot in glass for very long. You get a lot more eye relief on an angled, and then you can also connect your phone scope and, and be balling. Vortex is a great brand because they have that VIP warranty that you can transfer. It goes with the owner. It goes with the glass. So if you end up buying something used, you get the VIP warranty. So if you were to break it or if something was to be broken, they will fix it. No questions asked. And that's just uh, good customer service for an awesome company out of Wisconsin that's veteran-owned. Now, when it comes to Kufaru packs, I'm starting to get a lot of them. I've uh, been working with them now for a few years. So off the top of my head, I have the Hoodlum, the 22 Mag. I got a new one that I'm not allowed to talk about yet, but I think I'm going to run it for elk hunting. I got the Reckoning. Then I have a lot of accessories from small, medium, large pouches, Nalgene holders like the 1.0, the 2.0, the guide lid, the Bane, uh, Shape Charge. The two packs I'm going to use probably primarily for elk hunting is when I'm going to take in a spike camp, I'm going to use that Hoodlum uh, just because I can expand really well. 
and then this new one that I'm not supposed to talk about yet. But I will be keeping an eye out for when I'm allowed to because this thing's already set up and super dialed and I can't wait to uh, – there's a couple of things about it that I think are really exciting that I haven't seen Kifaro do. Black Rifle Coffee Company, I've been working with them for over a year now, uh, but I'm an avid coffee drinker. Not a coffee snob, but I do like a pour over, like a mean pour over done right is super, super awesome. They do have the coffee club where you get a bag of coffee and stickers and a whole bunch of cool stuff every month shipped to your door. Use the discount code Elkshape. That'll take 15% off. I think you can use that discount code one time. So if you're not doing the coffee club, try it on some swag or some coffee. I would recommend trying Just Black or the Flying Elk Roast. We just did an Elkshape camp in Salt Lake City, actually Ogden, uh, home for Baku. That's where their HQ is at. And we did it at the Baku Archery Center. And my wife and I just landed these little mini badger scooters that we're going to be using for date nights. So we're going to get a babysitter, which is important for me for hunting that I schedule weekly date nights so that we can escape from the kids and just date your wife. Right. I think it's pretty obvious and it helps add points into the column of, I spend a lot of time with you. Let me go hunting if I'm being transparent. And so the little mini badgers are so dope. They're like 1200 bucks, but man, if you can, um, get a pair. It's like the funnest way to date night. You can, we got a bunch of cool little trails right by the river where we live in a couple little places we can stop, have a drink or whatever water, of course. And then, um, so yeah, but Baku's does have the mule, which is really, and really good tool for elk hunting, especially bugling at night. If you don't, I mean, you literally just ride the e-bike on a logging road or a forest service road, stop bugle. It doesn't make a sound and it's a lot easier than driving a truck having a pullover, walk three, 400 yards, then bugle, wait to listen. So I like night bugling on my e-bike. I also use it for bear hunting, logging roads, and then deer, deer hunting is a no-brainer. Getting into your stand quietly, that's the ticket, as well as checking trail cameras. So if you're like me and you don't like to disturb your areas and you want to be stealth mode, check out the Baku e-bike. I have a discount code. It is elk shape. It takes 300 bucks off. So for Crispy, they're coming out with some, like, upgrades to some of their their boots in their lineup like the colorados and the laponias they're getting upgrades so i'm not sure if they've sold out of all their current stock but i know they're discounting it so check that out uh my two favorite boots are the laponia and the colorados uh but the for the new for 2022 they've made they got a new boot or two and some upgrades we'll be talking about that real soon also go to blackovis.com for any of this stuff if you need to i have a discount code it's elk shape and it takes 10 percent off we got a did a podcast recently with a guy who's a guide who had to kill a grizzly bear uh, which you're not allowed to do in Wyoming. And that one's coming up down in the hopper. And it just made me think I don't talk about handguns enough as far as packing while you're hunting. I do carry bear spray, but I also carry gun spray. And there's two type of Glocks. I have a Glock 23, Glock 20. The Glock 23 is a 40 cal, which is all you really need in black bear wolf country. But when you're in G-bear country, I would recommend like a Glock 20 or something like that, 10 mm with a magazine and practice. Uh, I use a chest holster. Northwest Retention Systems. Tim's been on the podcast. He's a local Washington guy who turned his side hustle into his full-time job. I have a discount code. It is Elk Shape. It does save you some shipping and handling and take some money off the chest holster. And you can put a bino harness right over the top. And I think that's the best place for a handgun for getting it out and being able to utilize it to protect your best interest, you. Bino harness-wise, I I use the marsupial. I don't have a relationship with them. I don't have a discount with them. I just unbiased tell you that's the best best bino harness i've ever had and i've looked at pretty much all of them 
and that one just seems to rise to the to the top and it's it's the enclosed one it's magnet it's quiet uh, I have the medium-sized rangefinder and the other pouch one on each side and nothing gets inside of it not no debris uh, like I said I like the way it fits it's man I wear it all the time and and I haven't I've put it through its paces and it's holding up really well. So whoever's running Marsupial, keep up the good work. Uh, Buck Knives is a huge partner of ours. They help us out with our elk-shaped cams. Uh, plus, they make really strong fixed blade knives that are not going to take your hand off like a Havilon. And so I'm not a huge fan of disposable blades. Those scalpels, they break pretty easy. Uh, they'll cut your hand off. I've had really bad issues with almost cutting myself and then really cutting myself bad. That actually took me out of a hunting situation where I could have kept hunting and I had to go get stitches and then I had to let my hand healed. So uh, I, I check out Buck, man. They've been out since 1902. They have some really nice skinners and some great lightweight backcountry stuff and some cool stuff that I'm testing right now that will be launched in 23. I get asked a lot about my release aids. I have a wise choice. That's my primary. I have a backup wise choice in my backpack at all times. Two is one, especially on handhelds because you could easily set it down and then you don't want to be SOL. So um, I like the wise choice. I like Carter. It's about 220 bucks. I sell them on my website as well. And I think if you're going to switch to a handheld, you'd need to take a Joel Turner class or have a coach instruct you how to use that thing proper. Trail cams wise, we're, we're still working with spy point just because I think they're the most affordable. Um, sell trail cams are cool. We're legal, regular trail cams, but price points at or around that hundred dollar mark is kind of what I try to aim on. Make sure you get the accessories so that you can screw the camera in. Uh, like Hunting Made Easy makes these really cool pegs that screws into your camera, screws into the tree, and then you can point them down to which you know how, whatever angle you want. So a lot of times I'll I'll take a tree climber, like a little three step, and I'll climb trees and point cameras down so they're out of sight. I've had a, my theft decrease immensely. Plus, trail cameras are expensive in your time, gas, and the actual product. Don't get them stolen. Spy Point supports elk shape. You should definitely look them up. Also, with cell phone trail cameras, you don't have to get a separate plan for every camera with the SIM card. It's built in, and you download the app, and you get transmissions, and it's super easy. I was intimidated for quite a while, but now that I've kind of cracked the code, I'm digging it. On my uh, elk hunting mobile truck, I have Lightner racks. People ask me about what racks are those. So I have storage systems for all my gear. On one side, I got recovery boards, gas, water, and now a shower. And then I have a rooftop tent, and it's a Tapui and uh, from Thule. It's a great little setup for mobile elk hunting in Lightner racks. Um, and I think they're made in California. So they're made here in the U.S., and it's a great company. Uh, last but not least is the home gym stuff. So I built the gym. I used rep fitness. Their stuff's cheaper than rogue and it doesn't cost you money to ship, which, so not paying freight bills and the, everything's lasting, doing really well in the home gym and super impressed. They're based in Colorado. Uh, I know a few folks there. They're awesome. And so those are some of the questions I get. And so I was like, oh, I'm just going to tackle him at the end of a podcast but hopefully you dug that one with Tyler man I'm really excited for him I hope he makes it happen for himself just like I hope you make it happen for yourself no one's gonna do it for you keep your head down keep grinding because you know what it's a short September and an extremely long off season and we all can agree that your separation will be in your preparation we'll catch you on the next one